Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Where's the guru? Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bickley and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning. Happy Monday, Valley sports fans. No, it is not a victory Monday. We're kind of forgetting what those feel like around here. Hi, Vinny. What's up, Vic? Oh, you know. It's another big you know. red Monday. Yeah. I, I, I felt numb kind of leaving the stadium late last night, and I, I still kind of have that feeling. Yeah? Yeah, just kind of like this is, uh, it's just the working definition of insanity, this football team. Yes. Just trying the same thing. Day. Yep. Trying the same thing over and over and over again. Don't forget your booties because it's cold outside. Yeah, all right. How about it? How about it? All right. So uh, what you got? Anything before we get started into this heavy lifting madness was that we a, call Big Red Monday? It was just a very sports heavy weekend. Mm. Suns games Friday, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. You know, UCLA putting up a big, fat, juicy 50 burger on ASU on Saturday. Yeah. Jaden Daniels blowing up Alabama. Jaden Daniels. Hey, uh, you know, watching that game, that was, to me, I'm going to put that as another failure in the Herm Edwards regime. Thank you. Right? That kid goes and delivers that game against Alabama, Anybody? and you wasted all that talent. There, there were so many people who watched ASU football the last, especially last year, thinking, all right, he stinks. He's not a good quarterback. No, he's pretty talented. He was not getting very good coaching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, I mean, I'm watching that. I'm like, this is just, it just never ends in Arizona. What a what a place we've chosen yes. to call home, Vinny. <laughs> but hey, the weather's nice. <laughs> there, is some, there is some positive. You know, Sarah That's went right. to a, a wedding this weekend, her brother's wedding, wedding, and... Congrats, Andrew. Congrats, Carly. Uh, Congrats, Bickley and Murata crazy kids. Got a shout out during the ceremony. Get out. Dan Bickley. I will not really? get out. I will stay here for the next four hours. They did. The officiant listens to our show. How about that? And uh, hi. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry about all the inappropriate jokes that I like to make on the show. <laughs> by the power uh, vested in me no, by the state of Arizona, no, 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 no. listen yeah. to Bigley and Murata more. Never apologize for the inappropriate jokes you make. <laughs> yeah, we. I enjoy them. I enjoy them quite a lot. Really, it, it was my brother's day, but we got to steal it. How about, How about it? How about it? That's pretty cool. All yeah. right. But we have a new Kazelle in the clan. Welcome, Carly. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that cheers me up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Start the show, Ferret. Splash, splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The splash. Panama. Panama coming. 
The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Yeah, we start the Splash for Monday, November 7th. Cardinals fall to 3-6 and six with another disappointing loss. This one a 31-21 defeat at the hands of the Seattle Seahawks. This time, the Cardinals had the lead on a couple of occasions, including a 7-3 lead after DeAndre Hopkins scored on a 22-yard touchdown pass from Kyler Murray for the Cardinals. Wait for it. First, first quarter touchdown of the year. Yeah. Zayvon Collins had a 30-yard pick six in the third quarter to give the Cardinals another 14-10 lead. But that was the last highlight for that side of the ball. Seattle answered with a 75-yard touchdown drive that ended with Geno Smith to Tyler Lockett in the end zone. Cardinals would get within three again with three and a half minutes to play after Zach Ertz touchdown catch, but Seattle scored quickly to ice it on the next drive. Seattle continues their mastery of the Cardinals in Glendale. They sweep the season series. They move to 6-3 and three on the year to bolster their division lead. And not all of the same storylines after a Cardinals loss, but some of them are still there. The Cardinals cannot win at home, Bick. Yeah, and to lose to that Seahawks team twice in the span of four weeks. And again, this is a Seahawks team that came into the season without a whole lot of anything behind them. It, it just, the season just keeps finding new and new lows, Vinny, and I, I don't know where they're going to stop. Elsewhere in the NFC West, the Rams continue their downward spiral. They lose on the road to Tampa Bay 16-13. Tom Brady hitting Cade Otten on a one-yard touchdown pass with nine seconds left to give the Bucks the much-needed win. The Rams had just 206 yards of offense, and 69 of those came on a Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup touchdown pass. The Super Bowl champs fall to 3-5, and five, still a half game ahead of the Cardinals. 49ers had the week off. Over in the AFC, we're getting a little bit of a log jam going. Buffalo and Kansas City, 6-2 and two after uh, Kansas City wins in overtime, 20-17 to 17 over Tennessee. The Bills lose by that same score to the Jets, so they are the top two teams in that conference. And then there's five teams with three losses. Jets, Miami, Baltimore, the Titans, and the Chargers. All right, check this out. So, so the Bills are considered one of the Super Bowl favorites, and yet here we are in November. They don't even have a division win yet. So the, I, oh and two in the division. That's cr- yeah, isn't that I didn't crazy? Even realize they that. do not even have a division win yet, and that so division a lot tougher than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, <laughs> there's a chance. Yeah, right. Is that what you're saying? Uh, week nine closes uh, out tonight with one of those three lost teams, the Ravens, traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Kickoff is at six fifteen. Thanks to the clocks changing everywhere outside of Arizona. Uh, Suns on the road for the next four games, starting tonight in Philly against the 76ers. The team did confirm that Cam. Johnson suffered a torn meniscus meniscus in Friday night's loss to Portland, and he'll have surgery to repair it. No timetable for his return. Sixers are shorthanded as well. James Harden now with a foot injury. Joel Embiid's been sidelined with an illness. We'll see what happens there tonight. Cam Johnson. Cam. (laughs) See the, uh, somebody somebody tweeted out yesterday, it was a really funny line that, hey, the Suns could get involved in the uh, Jay Crowder sweepstakes. (laughs) Cam Johnson. Yes. Yes. Tonight's game gets underway at 6. Pre-game coverage starts at 5.30 on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. College basketball is here around the country, including here in the uh, Valley. Bobby Hurley's Arizona State Sun Devils taking on Tarleton State in Tempe. That game tips off at 5. Pre-game coverage at 4.30 on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620. Tommy Lloyd, 17th-ranked Arizona Wildcats in action, hosting Nickel State in Tucson at 7.30. And Bryce Drew's GCU Lopes tip off 
off uh, their season in Phoenix against Montana State at 7. The Houston Astros will be celebrating their second World Series title with their fans today on a championship parade route that gets underway at 10 a.m. Arizona time. Astros wrapped up the uh, title with a 4-1 win over the Phillies to win the series in games uh, six games. Jordan Alvarez, three-run homer in the sixth to prove to be the difference, but it was rookie shortstop Jeremy Pena who was named the yeah. series MVP. How about the Astros lose Carlos Correa? And they just plug in Jeremy Pena, and he wins World Series MVP. Yeah, and and in the end, this World Series kind of digressed into what I kind of fear, just a boring pitch fest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not yeah. a lot of offense. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, Diana Taurasi of the Phoenix Mercury indicated she's coming back for another season. Her 19th, she told AZ Family, quote, You know, I started working out, so the minute I start working out, that means I'm all in. Uh, Taurasi, the WNBA's all-time leading scorer, 10-time All-Star, averaged 16 points, almost four assists last year, but but unfortunately was injured right before the start of the WNBA playoffs. And Joey Logano took the checkered flag out at Phoenix Raceway and in the process won his second NASCAR Cup Series championship and first since 2018. Logano led for 188 of the race's 312 laps on Sunday. Ryan Blaney was second. Ross Chastain was third. Uh, Logano now one of only two active drivers with multi-championships on the wow. circuit. Kyle Busch is the other. NASCAR is not what it used to be, right? Like the, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr. used to be major, major stars. Tony this Stewart. guy you just said won his second title. I've barely heard of him. I know you follow the sport closely, and I, Jared. Yeah. I know I'm the barometer You've for it. You've got your finger on yeah. the pulse of the NASCAR world. My finger on something. Wasn't Joey Logano like the 16-year-old phenom when he got into the... Got into professional racing. That may or may not be true. I think that's why he's famous because he was so young. Sarah's the one with her finger. I'm a big, big NASCAR. How was the race atmosphere out there yesterday? Oh, it was sick. (laughs) I'm sunburned. I'm hungover. That's just from the wedding. Uh, There you go. There's your splash from Monday, November seventh. Oh, lather, rinse, repeat. That's pretty much the formula every Monday here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. So we'll get into that Cardinals loss yesterday to the Seahawks next. Bickley and Murata Mornings on Big Red Monday on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Let's go. 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 Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Yeah, they're all tough, but um, once again, guys played hard, just disjointed, um, you know, penalties, little things over and over and over, and getting behind, and uh, weren't able to pull ourselves out of it, and you got to give them credit, they're a good team playing at a high level. Um, I was really impressed with how they've gotten better each and every week, and they did what they had to do to win. Cliff Kingbar- Kingsbury. Imagine, imagine that, getting better each and every week. Yeah. Imagine that. I'm sure, I'm sure Cliff Kingsbury is very impressed by that. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off. Um, I, I, I pointed this out to you during the commercial break and listening mm-hmm. to that soundbite. He talks about you know getting behind. Is that still was was that as valid yesterday as it's been? I mean, they fell behind, sure, but they had two leads. It that's nonsensical. It's it's almost just like a, a word salad. Just I mean, really, exactly. They scored. A touchdown on their opening drive. Yes. What What are we talking about here? That was supposed to cure all the yeah. ills, right? What are we talking about here? So instead of, you know, building off of that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's been this slow build to get any offense at the start of games for eight weeks. In week nine, you score on your first drive, and then 
foot off the gas again mm-hmm. or the inability to execute anything. Um, for those who keep the Cliff Kingsbury uh, bingo card every week, yeah, that soundbite was gold. Oh, did they? Did they Got to give them credit. Good team executing okay. at a high level. I mean, th- 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 that's probably got three or four. Bingo yeah. dots off of that one. Um, yeah. And he t- did talk about the little mistakes. And another refrain that we hear over and over from the Cardinals after losses is it's self-inflicted. How do you fix these self-inflicted wounds, Cliff Kingsbury? Yeah, it's something we have to all uh, look at as a staff, as um, my team, because it's, it's hurting us. I mean, I haven't been around this through this many games where it continues to show up. And, and um, so we'll continue to talk through it and try to find ways to, to get it fixed. My conclusion, Bick, is there's two options right now. Mm-hmm. Either uh, this is unfixable or it's unfixable with the current cast of characters that are yeah. trying to do the repairs. Well, listen, there's the, yeah, there's clearly that. I th- if you're going to if you're going to zoom it out each week that goes by, it, it it's it's fairly obvious that nothing is going to change until this football team makes changes. How is that for a theory? Isn't that just isn't that just genius? Isn't it amazing? No one's thought of that yet. Look, we, weeks ago it was brought up. You talked about it. It was discussed. It, it even got to the attention of Cliff Kingsbury. Are you willing to give up play calling duty? I will do anything it takes to win. That was put on hold by them having a pretty decent offensive performance on a Thursday night game against the Saints. They've mm-hmm. lost two straight. Their offense was anemic again yesterday. That and if you're going to start to make changes, that needs to be the first change, correct? Yeah. Yes. I, no. I. I mean, to me, to me, you you bring in a new head coach immediately. But that's just me. I, and it's it's not. I don't think it's anything they're going to do now. I think nope. there's a lot of circumstances as to why. But but I think that every week that goes by when nothing happens, the Cardinals alienate more and more of their fan base. There's a real cost here. It's not just ticking off talk show hosts. It's not just you know providing negative content for the media in this town. Fans are sick of this. Yeah. They're, they're, they're sick of tolerating this. In the Cliff Kingsbury era, Bick, mm-hmm. the Arizona Cardinals at State Farm Stadium are 10, 18, and 1. Yep. Four of those wins came in the 2020 season. Two of them were viewed by zero fans. One of them was viewed by 1,200 fans. One of them was viewed by 4,200 fans. That's a good stat. The Cardinals have six home wins in four seasons under Cliff Kingsbury with a full house. Yeah. But they're, but they're working on it, Vinny. They're working on it. They're get, they're gonna they're gonna get back at it, and they're working on it. But that explains look a big part of well, you know, the, the repetition of all of this certainly gets frustrating. Mm-hmm. But again, the repetition of these fans getting decked out in red and white and painting their faces, setting up their tents and their grills, and going home, yep. and spending eight to ten hours of their Sunday and their hard earned money watching this every week. Yeah, uh-huh. it does get old. And there was a point yesterday where I, I wasn't at the game, but monitoring it on Twitter. Yeah. Droves of Cardinal fans leaving before when the oh, game was yeah. still in doubt. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I think what you're looking at here now is, is uh, football team is in a very funky place. You're three and six. I don't know when they're going to win a game again. It, it seems like 
it seems like they've got a lot of issues right in front of them, and and it seems like they need a massive cultural overhaul. It seems more and more evident to me every single day because every single week you waste drilling bad habits and bad football into this quarterback. The more you're going to pay for it in the long run, and and this is this is this is the reckoning that Michael Bidwell is going to have to yes. face here. And I, I I don't I don't know what happened to his competitive drive. To be quite honest with you. That's a great question. It doesn't appear to be where it was even last year at this time. He, he used to be. He would never tolerate this kind of stuff in yeah. a previous life. Well, you, remember what we heard after the season ended as he was furious and he had closed-door meetings and screaming and all that. Yeah. And then they extended everybody. Yeah, yeah. And so, so then, so again, this is this to me is one of those deals where yeah, we really don't know what Cliff Kingsbury's contract looks like. We really don't know if it's fully guaranteed for the life of the contract. Like I told you, I've I've heard that Michael Bidwell is so angry with Eric Burkhart that he kind of shut him out of the Cliff Kingsbury contractual execution. I don't know whether that's true or not, but but we do know that there's been a lot of flashpoints of anger surrounding this football yes. team. The, the vibe is of this football team has been off from day one. They they need they need somebody to come in here with some control, with some authority, somebody who can instill real discipline in this football team. I mean, it, this is quite honestly, this is the most undisciplined good football team I think I've ever been around. They've got really good football players on both sides of the, of the of the field, and yet they can't get out of their own way. They can't stop making pre-snap penalties. Yeah, the they, only eight of them yesterday. Only yeah, I mean that. I mean that's just that's ridiculous for a home game. I mean, if you're playing in the Roman Coliseum, maybe I get it. <laughs> okay, there's a lion coming out of the basement basement at me. I'm going to jump off sides. <laughs> I get that. Here False comes start. Here comes Maximus. A, here comes a, right. Exactly. Here comes a twelve foot tall gladiator at me. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Okay, you see what I'm saying here? But, this is this yes. is a home game. But you use the word it, it, culturally trickling down from the top, change being needed. Yeah. And you mentioned the word circumstances. Let's get into those circumstances. You already got into one in the circumstance of the length of this contract. Again, the folly in rewarding. Coach GM quarterback after a second half collapse and an mm-hmm. embarrassing exit from the playoffs. It will never make sense to me, ever, but here we are. Here's another circumstance. We're two days away from the premiere of Hard Knocks on HBO. Oh, yeah. And I know I saw so many people and people whose opinions I trust saying it, it has to happen now. It will happen now. It's not happening. Now with the show debut. It's not happening. Do you think the show would get in the way of that? Yes. Michael Bid will have yes. to make that change in front yes. of cameras. This was marked on the calendar as this is our glittering opportunity to show off our franchise to the rest of the league and the football fans around the country. And instead, I'm not saying it's not going to be fascinating because it will be. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we're going to get an inside look at the dysfunction of the 2022 Cardinals. Or or we're not. Or we're going to see a team that that just preens and plays up to the camera, act, <gasps> acts like everything is just fine. And then when they've lost four of their last thank five, you. yeah, and then you can't do that. No, well, <laughs> yeah. watch them try anyway. Yeah, I hear right. You, That's what I'm saying. I hear you. That's what I'm saying. So uh, yeah, this is going to be very interesting to see what comes out of HBO and this process, because if they were looking for conflict and drama, conflama, they've got plenty here. 
Oh, there's conf- but, but we've already, for days. But we've already heard Cliff Kingsbury's line last week about how, yeah, you know, you say something that might get you canceled, so you say, get that out of there. Don't, <laughs> don't run that. I, I wonder how much of that is going on, too. Get that out of there. <laughs> well, there was all... I, uh, yeah, listen, it, it's... It's going to be a lot of 10-minute pieces on J.J. Watt's family. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> a life retrospective on K.J. Watt. 31-21, uh, Seahawks win. Sweep the season series. They bolster their lead in the division and the Cardinals. Still trying to figure things out. We'll get into some of the highlights and lowlights with Big Red Reacts next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings. Here on this Big Red Monday, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata mornings. Big Red Reacts. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game. Brought to you by Wicopa Casino Resort, where world-class action meets Ford Diamond Splendor. Yeah, once again, Cardinals uh, won the coin toss, elected to defer. That means the Seattle Seahawks got their first possession of the game. They took over on their uh, 35-yard line, and they drove down the field, got to the 31-yard line of the Arizona Cardinals before their drive stall. Jason Myers opened the scoring with a 49-yard field goal. 3 nothing. Seattle leads. Cardinals get their hands on the ball, and everybody gets all pins and needles when that happens to see if the Cardinals can actually do something offensively. Facing a third and two from the Seattle 22, they actually did something. Going to be a pass play. Murray setting up. Now he's in trouble, backing up. Throws complete near side to Hopkins at the 15. Turns right 10 5 into the end zone for the touchdown. Great patience by Kyler Murray with pressure in his face. He waited, found DeAndre Hopkins, who did the rest, and the Cardinals get a first quarter touchdown for the first time in a long time. And their first first drive touchdown, I think going back 14 games to last year. Yeah. Just amazing statistics. Yeah. Um, Matt Prater adds the extra point, 7-3. You think that that was going to be like the, the, the floodgates opening, well, right? Well, again, this that opening, even that opening, opening drive was this close to being an unmitigated disaster. They came out no huddle and if had Kyler Murray not evaded a sack on third down and scrambled for a really nice gain, mm-hmm. that thing would have been a three and out within a, a like with a time of possession of about thirty nine seconds. Yeah. They also but but came- they they turned that around and they made some nice plays. The touchdown play was really nice. Kyler Murray bought time, great pass. D D Hop got wide open. James Connors blocking a guy right into the end zone. D Hop yep. walked in. At that point, you're like, okay. That's the way it's supposed to be. First play on the script, though, by the way. Wide receiver screen to Rondell Moore. Uh, the teams would trade uh, three and outs at that point. Seattle took over with 3.07 left into the quarter at their own 21-yard line. Uh, that possession would carry over into the second, into the Cardinals' red zone, and it was Geno Smith converting on a third down, finding DK Metcalf. Shotgun snap to Smith, drop straight back, fires left side in the end zone, and is caught in the back of the end zone, and it's a touchdown. Boy, great job by DK Metcalf to get both feet down. Antonio Hamilton in coverage. The play prior to that was a throw to the end zone to Metcalf that Byron Murphy oh. played perfectly, except for not catching the ball. Should have yeah. been a should have been a pick to kill yeah. that drive. Instead, Geno Smith made him pay. Myers extra point made it to 10-7. Uh, that would take us uh, late into the second quarter. Uh, Cardinals um, were on the move, and Kyler Murray, under pressure, uh, decides to run. But one of those things that has 
Kind of worked against Kyler Murray in the run game. Reared its ugly head again. Murray in trouble, gets hit, gets up and runs. He's got room at the 40, 35, 30, and then he fumbles the ball. Fumbles it forward, and the Seahawks recovered at the 22. Oh, my goodness. Kyler Murray got the first down. Josh Jones, though, got a fumble recovery as it looked like Ryan Neal poked it out. Yeah, they were all the way inside the 35-yard line of Seattle there yeah. with a chance to get points before the uh, half. Yeah. Did you hear what Sean Payton had to say about that, by the way? I did not. Well, Kyler Murray was wearing a sleeve, and and Sean Payton, I think even at halftime of the game, came out and said, those sleeves are slippery. Mm-hmm. Leave them to the NBA players. If, if he was my quarterback, I would have told him to take that off. Well, it was chilly in there yesterday. The roof was open. <laughs> was the big-ass wristband still there? <laughs> yeah, no. 10-7 uh, Seattle at the break into the third quarter. Again, the teams would trade uh, with the Cardinals starting first to three and out. Seattle goes three and out. Cardinals, uh, their next possession, first and 10 at their own 31-yard line, started with a sack, and that put them behind the sticks. On third and 17, they got creative slash desperate. Wide receiver screen to the left, caught by Dorch, and now he throws it far side to Connor, caught at the 30-35, breaks the tackle, gets the first down, has the 40 to the 42. It was a backwards pass to the left to Dorch, and then a forward pass to the far right side of the field to James Connor. Connor on third and 17. They get 18 yards. Illegal forward pass. Offense. Both passes were forward during the play. That's a five-yard penalty. Lost it down. Fourth down. Absolutely. You know how much that play bothered me. Uh, I I have so many thoughts on that play, too. We'll get into it. Not here, but we'll get into it. Okay, good. Um, But it was absolutely the correct call. Strange that it took so long to make that correct call. But anyway, Cardinals end up punting. Seattle takes over first and 10 at their own 40-yard line. And uh, Zayvon Collins turning into big play defensively. Snap to Smith. He's going to throw. And he tried to dump it off. It's picked off at the 30 on the near side by Collins. Running it back to the left of the 20 to 10. Touchdown! Zayvon Collins. Great awareness. Yeah, great play by Collins, uh, and you're like, wow, the defense made something happen. It felt like as that was ge- the game was unfolding, defense is going to have to make something happen. It did, and they yeah. got the lead back. I thought the defense was f- fairly terrific again for most of the game. Ended up getting worn down. I don't put it all on them, but that play right there was one of those moments where you thought, oh, is this going to be New Orleans all over again? Is the uh, is the defense actually going to score touchdowns as well as play defense and win this game? Well, the bad part about a defensive touchdown is the defense is right back out yeah, on the field, and they it. had a chance to get off the field on four different occasions. Third down, Seattle converted all of them, including a third down touchdown pass from the nine from Geno Smith to Tyler Lockett. Smith, straight drop back. Looking, firing, left side end zone, caught for a touchdown. It's Tyler Lockett. And for the second time in the game, the play prior to that touchdown pass should have been an interception by the Cardinals. A deflection by Ben Neiman. Tanner Vallejo was right there to make the catch. It went right through his hands. Right through his hands. And like you said, on command, the Seahawks got that reprieve, scored a touchdown on the very next play. Yep, 17-14 at that point. Seattle uh, into the fourth quarter we would go. Cardinals couldn't do much on their next possession. They faced a fourth and 19 on that that drive. Seahawks take over, first and 10 at their own 19. Methodically drive down the field once again. This time it was Kenneth Walker doing the honors. Walker to the right of Smith. Handoff Walker right side. Falls forward into the end zone for a huge Seattle touchdown. What a drive. 
Over six minutes off the clock, and now with seven and a half to go, the Cardinals are down two possessions, 23-14 to 14 right now. Myers would tack on the extra point to make it a 10-point game, 24-14. Cardinals take over at 7-32 remaining at their own 25-yard line. They had a false start in there. They had uh, you know, a, a, a fumble by Rondale Moore that was recovered by Seattle that was reversed. It was not smooth. It certainly wasn't explosive. It was very, very deliberate, but the Cardinals would get in the end zone on second down and goal from the sixth. Connor to the left of Kyler Murray who takes the shotgun snap. Short set, throws over the middle. Ertz is there, caught it. Touchdown. 332 to go. The Cardinals are not done yet. They were not done yet. The extra point from Prater made it a three-point game 24-21. You're like, okay, another chance for the defense to come out and do something. And the first down play sounded like this. Other center of Smith, he takes the snap. It's play action. He boots to the right, throws right, caught by Fant to the 15. 20-25-30, stays in bounds at the 40-45-50 into Cardinal territory. They're trying to strip the ball and they can't. They just got to tackle Fant. They finally do at the 32. Oh my goodness. That was a bootleg from Smith to Fant. Perfectly executed by Seattle, but man, the, the Cardinals' defense got bootlegged to death yesterday. Oh yeah, that that was a play they ran very successfully five, six times throughout the course of the game. They were not prepared for it there. They were so- selling out to stop the run. Yeah, that's um, that's that's unfortunate. But you know what? It, as as damaging as that play was. The previous two drives gave you no inclination that the Cardinals' defense was going to stop them at that point in time. No, absolutely not. They didn't. Uh, this time, the Seahawks didn't even face a third down on their way to the end zone. Kenneth Walker finding pay dirt again. Smith takes, pitches to Walker, running right, cuts it back to the left, and Walker keeps the feet driving, and he is into the end zone for the touchdown to put the Cardinals away. Back to a 10-point game. Cardinals had uh, two minutes and change to work with. Their possession started with a sack on first down by Nuosu. Uh, that put them behind the sticks. Then a second down sack made it third and 21. You know what's going to happen. Uh, they turned it over on downs and allowed Seattle to assume victory formation. Smith takes a knee. The game is over. And the Cardinals are in deep trouble. They're now 3-6. and six. Yeah, final call. Dave Pash on all the highlights on the Cardinals radio network. 31-21, the final score. And as Dave said, 3-6 and six is the reality for the Cardinals. Join Kona Big Wave this Sunday for a Red Sea Road Rally as the Cardinals take on the Los Angeles Rams. Enjoy great prizes, ticket giveaways, and food specials all game long this Sunday at Phillies on uh, Scottsdale Road. Coming up next, more on the uh, Arizona Cardinals and their struggles, their reality, and Bick's strong suggestions next. <laughs> <laughs> Pickley and Murata mornings on this big red Monday, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Yeah, I mean, I believe in this team. Um, I, I don't think we played great complimentary football. I don't think we played close to how good we can play, and, and we got to find a way to get there soon. Um, but they're going to continue to fight, and we have another div- division opponent next week that we got to get up for. It's Cliff Kingsbury after another loss in division. They're 0-3 in the division. They're 3-6 and overall. The Cardinals' three wins have come against uh, bad to middling teams. Two bad teams in the Raiders and Panthers. Yeah. And a middling team mm-hmm. against the Saints. 
Um, Cliff Kingsbury is supposed to have belief in this team. He is um, a member of a shrinking group in that belief every single week. I think the Cardinals are what they are. I think this is a bad football team. Yeah, I think it's a bad. I think it's a poorly coached football team. It, it, I think it's, a, it's an underachieving football yes. team. I think it's a football team that do, that doesn't come close to living up to some of the individual talent it has on both sides of the football. That's I, what I believe. I agree. And, and on your column, you can read right now on ArizonaSports.com. Love the first line. Cardinals aren't l- just losing. The Cardinals are lost. <laughs> they look like a lost football team. It's a perfect description yeah. in well, two sentences. You. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is just the the consistent inconsistency is maddening. The the continued um, just operational issues this football team has. More snaps that go over Kyler Murray's head yesterday. Uh-huh. The the missed opportunities by the defense those were definitely a factor in the game. But there's just always things standing in front of this football team's way and. And it's just it's just it's mind numbing how repetitive some of this stuff is. For instance, uh, you, you talked about that key fumble from Kyler Murray near the end of the first half when the Cardinals are trying to get something going. And at that point, for all their foibles, Kyler was pretty much carrying the team with his legs. He had made a mm-hmm. few plays. He had made a few nice passes. And they, they kind of were still in the thick of things. That fumble was, uh, again, a result of being very careless with the football. Who is coaching this guy? When this happened to him a couple of weeks ago, why is somebody not saying, Kyler, listen, love you, dude. When you run, you, it's not a loaf of bread. Look, that's he, has he ever tucked it? I mean, when Kyler Murray scores a touchdown with his legs... Mm-hmm. The ball is out. It's He's out. extended. Right. It's yeah. always extended. And he he doesn't he doesn't run like a running back. No, and that was one of those rare instances where he left himself open to physical contact from yep. another player, and it didn't take much. It was out there so far. Yeah. It was just a, a well placed poke of the ball. Right. And I know when Will Hernandez went down early in that game, it put the offensive line at a serious disadvantage. But again, that's on the general manager. You need to build a team of depth. And if your depth starts to wane, you need to sign guys who can play. You need to sign good replacements. Yes. Uh, they're going with a center who just is not ready to play NFL football. Look, we've seen Billy Price for, what, two weeks now? Two plus weeks? Mm-hmm. We saw Sean Harlow try to fill in for Rodney Hudson. That wasn't great either. I mean, is Harlow worse than Price? I don't see how that's possible. Lasita Smith got thrown into the mix yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right, and I saw this stat, and I wanted to jot it down, but I, I, you know, I was, I was at a place during the early games yesterday where there was multiple TVs, multiple games going, and there was a stat, um, and I think it was the Miami-Chicago uh, game, where they flashed up the teams that are spending the most money on offensive lines. The Arizona Cardinals have the third most expensive offensive line in the league. Wow. $34.9 million, yet you would think if you're spending that much on the line, the depth is going to be a little bit better. And that was a key yesterday. It wasn't the only thing. Cardinals' run game is is impotent right now. Yeah. And a lot of that goes to the interior of the line being being patchwork. You lose Will Hernandez yesterday, who's been kind of a bright spot on that line. But offensively, I mean, we talked about it. The play, yes, they were behind the sticks a lot. But the, the ill-fated double forward pass play to Greg Dortch, 
You said you had so many thoughts and you hated so much about that play. I did, too. I want to hear your thoughts and then I can share mine. Well, first of all, if if you are going to run a trick play at, at any point in time during a game... It means you rep it quite frequently in practice. Yes. Because, and then you choose a moment to run it, and, and you're going to expect it to work. For the quarterback to throw a forward pass as part of a trick play really frightens me. It's it's such horrible focus and execution. It's, it's not being able to... Uh, there's a lot about that that bothered me. Uh, calling it at that very point in time seemed a little bit desperate. Yeah, let's start there. Okay, it's third ahead. and 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A trick play isn't a desperation play to move the sticks. Yeah. I mean, I guess in a way, after last week, and we, we talked mm-hmm. about on this show, the give up plays on third and long where they're just checking it down. At least they tried to get they a first tried down. something, yeah. But let's talk, execution was poor, but let's talk about the design of that play. If your quarterback is in shotgun... How do you throw it backwards? Yes, thank you. It necessitates a forward pass first. So then you're counting on a wide receiver to throw a pass 30 yards across the field behind the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, Dorch has got to throw that backwards. What? <laughs> Listen, no, I, 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 you're right about that. For for him to be in the shotgun, you think about it, that that pass has got to either be uh, uh, right on parallel line of scrimmage or behind it. You have to have a wide receiver backtrack behind where the quarterback is to make that a yes. pass. Behind. Yeah, it's but that, you know what yeah. you know why it was doomed I, because they have to go from shotgun because if in third and seventeen. If Kyler Murray's under center, which would have made that play work, yeah, the light bulb goes on. Boom! It's third and long passing situation. Why is he under center? He's yeah. never under center. They got yeah. something cooking so here. It's, it's, so, so it wouldn't have yeah, worked anyway. Yeah. So, it, like, like you said, generally you don't roll out those kind of plays in that kind of situation. You do it in a situation where it's really going to take somebody by surprise. And and w- when it worked, you, everybody on the fly was trying to sort it out because it it looked very abnormal to everybody in real time. Even Dave Pash during the broadcast knew there was something wrong with this play. Yeah. It just took a while for people to realize. You can't throw the ball forward twice. It'd be quite a game if you could. The first pass was not barely past the line of scrimmage. That's the thing. It was like four yards, yes, a four-yard pass. But as Vinny so said, was the second it's, one. It's, you don't design that kind of play if your quarterback has to always be in the shotgun. you got to have a quarterback under center to throw a pass behind the, to throw a pass backwards. I wonder which pass was supposed to go backwards there. According to Kyler Murray, it was, it was Greg Dortch. No, no, no. Dorch has got to throw it backwards. Yeah, I mean, same thing happened last year in the playoffs against the Rams. You know, worked out, but can't pass it forward. Maybe don't rely on a wide receiver to make a pinpoint touch pass. Across the entire field. Like Across said. the entire field. Wow. <laughs> It was one play. Yeah, but still, but again, it, just, it, it, it just symbolized so yes, much, didn't it? Yes. It just symbolized so much. We can't get anything going. Let's let's the, roll this thing out there. And you're right. Those are the plays that you do rep. You do practice. Those are the plays that are in the back pocket of the play caller. Yeah, like, I could pull listen, this out, but it should be used in a, in a point, in an area of strength. And what you listen, and, and again, there was a lot after the game that I, I did not like from what I was hearing from Kyler Murray. The First of all, you, you don't have to throw your wide receiver under the bus there if if that was even indeed the case how did they really expect to make up that kind of yardage if greg dortch is the one throwing the pass backwards that doesn't make any sense to me any any pass that you've seen like that 
the the wide receiver is throwing the ball down the field. I've never seen right. a, a pass where the first one's forward and the second one's backward. Again, that's necessitated so, by having to be in the shotgun. Right, exactly. And so to me, that's it's just it's asinine. That's the kind of thing you go, okay, you know what? Let's flush that. <laughs> okay. Tried it a couple times. Tried it, yeah. right. This is not a good idea. Um, it, so there was that. There was Kyler Murray when asked about the fumble. He wouldn't really own that. He said, yeah, uh, compliments to that kid. I've, I've never really fumbled the ball ever before. It, it, the correct answer there is, yeah, I got to get better at that. This is twice now it's happened to me. I got to learn to protect the football. Those words did not come out of his mouth. It, it, there was just very, very little responsibility for anything being taken by the quarterback yesterday. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. That's unfortunate. Again, you know, a play that um, I, don't, I haven't usually fumbled, you know, in my career at all. And then, uh, kid made a good play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so to me, that's that's yeah. I don't know. It's. It's really a mess, man. It's really a mess. And then and then there's just more contention on the sidelines between the quarterback and yeah, DeAndre we'll, Hopkins. We'll get into that too. And it just it just it just shows just the lack of leadership on this football team. It's a perfect way to put it. Spent and going into week ten still scratching their heads, trying to trying to figure out the things that have ailed them all season long. At this point, it is what it is. Yeah. I don't think any if if, if there aren't changes made, nothing will change. Sounds pretty yeah, rudimentary, right, but, it's but that's true. the truth. On Big Red Mondays, we open up the phone lines to you to voice your opinions on what you saw and what you've seen from the Arizona Cardinals. 602 260 9870 is the phone number. 602 260 9870. Line them up. Your phone call's next on Big Red Monday here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.